Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at some of the changes underway in the world of banking. I believe that banks have learned a lot about their business processes over the last two years. The pandemic forced an acceleration of the transition away from performing transactions in the physical branch to performing transactions online. We're going to look at one of the major banks, Wells Fargo, as an example of the changes that are underway. Earlier this month, Wells Fargo told investors that it expects to cut expenses by an additional $3.2 billion this year after already trimming about $7.5 billion over the last two years. According to CEO Charlie Scarf, the company has higher headcount and higher expenses than banks that are more complex than Wells Fargo. He said that some of the bank's higher expenses and headcount are also an artifact of the work that it's been doing to improve its internal risk controls and fallout from the bank's multiple scandals over the last couple of years. He also went on to say that there's a lot more to it. Banks have a huge amount of manual processes in the company and they have a lot of duplicate systems. So they're focusing on cutting expenses through operating more efficiently. They expect to cut expenses in 2023 across the board. One of the latest moves to improve performance was also an announcement that they don't plan to buy loans made by third-party lenders, and they're significantly shrinking its mortgage servicing portfolio through asset sales. They're not fully exiting the mortgage business, but they're going to focus on making mortgages with its existing customers and borrowers from minority communities. They're not interested in running and having a business that's focused on a standalone mortgage product. So they're going to stay in the business, but they view it as part of a broader, larger-scale business. In addition to that, they closed 179 branches last year, and they're cutting branch staff by 10%. They're also focusing on branch rationalization, as an increasing proportion of customers have moved their transactions online. I'm not a huge fan of Wells Fargo, although I have banked with them and continue to bank with them. Excluding the regulatory charges, Wells delivered pretty solid results in my view. There's no question that Wells Fargo misbehaved on a large scale, and they absolutely deserve the scrutiny they've been subjected to. I view Wells Fargo as one of the best banks positioned to benefit from higher interest rates. In fact, almost all the banks will benefit from higher interest rates provided that the default rate remains under control. Defaults can have an outsized impact on a bank's profitability and they can cause more harm than good, as we saw in the 2008 financial crisis. If I think about our own banking relationship with Chase, we have a business banker that we speak with regularly over the phone, but we've never physically met in person. We took the time to open new business accounts with them, a process that took weeks, and since then we've opened many accounts for many of our entities with Chase. We can initiate most wire transfers from an online portal. We rarely have the need to ever go into a branch. Banks are also closing branches in response to changing customer demographics. Banks realize it's more efficient to concentrate a greater number of branches in densely populated urban areas, and at the same time, As many more customers are comfortable doing banking from homes on mobile devices, they've shifted resources to digital banking and away from the physical locations. Not only that, the banking industry continues to consolidate. There were over 10,000 banks in the United States in 2006. That reduced to less than 6,000 banks following the financial crisis, and fewer than 4,600 banks now in 2023. We're seeing regional consolidation. Larger regional banks are merging with one another to take over smaller banks in their regions to create stronger organizations. They're getting rid of the overlap in cases where a number of branches are closing without losing customers. In those situations, the overall operation becomes more efficient. We've also seen big bank acquisitions. Large monthly national banks are taking over smaller banks or buying stakes in them in order to increase their presence in specific geographic areas. An example of that is how HSBC exited certain global markets and sold their book of business to other major players. We're also seeing mergers of equals. 
where banks of similar size and focus are looking to consolidate operations and gain efficiency by being a single entity instead of two. And then, of course, technology is driving a lot of these acquisitions. Banks become increasingly focused on acquiring companies that have access to the latest technology, try and give themselves a technological advantage compared with the competition. Banks are also reducing their real estate footprint, not just in branches. Scotiabank, a large Canadian bank with large international presence, just closed down a call center in my home city of Ottawa, Canada, nearly 82,000 square feet, and they put up that space for sublease. The U.S. saw over 4,000 branch closures in 2021 and a little over 3,000 closures in 2022. So if you're acquiring commercial real estate that has a bank, as an anchor tenant, you want to pay close attention to the possibility that that bank branch might no longer be there. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.